Listener Production. Today, this podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. is all I have to say, everyone. Um, I'm back from Fiji. Uh, I had the best time. If you've been to Fiji, go to Fiji. It's like a four-hour flight. In my head, it was much longer than that. But four hours goes really quickly. Yeah, four hours, nothing. Nothing, except on the flight back, I was so tired because I hadn't slept the night before because Rowdy was snoring. And then I got on this flight thinking, oh, my God, fuck yeah, I have four hours and I can just pass out here because I was in business. So I was lying down. And the man next to me start snoring. Oh, my God. I was like, bitch. And I was wondering, like, what do you reckon the etiquette is about, like, waking someone up? Like, I, if that was my partner, I would just whack him. But obviously <laughs> he didn't know me. But I was like, dude, like, you were snoring. Like, it was so, it was like the worst time. I put in, like, um, my headphones and listened to music to try and sleep and it couldn't drown it out. It was so loud. That's fucked. Inappropriate. I feel like you should have brought a little, um, I don't even know how to stop snoring, but, like, bring a little, like, nose extender or something. But yeah, uh, last week, obviously the episode was like 10 days old or something because we recorded it um, before I left for Fiji. And I think I was telling you all about like two people that I have crushes on. And I I think I said, <laughs> I think I said, by the time this is out, everyone, I'm sure it will have all gone to shit. And he was right. Psychic queen. Um, <laughs> I'm now seeing no one. <laughs> What the fuck did you manifest? I know I shouldn't have manifested it, but also like I, it's actually weird because I don't. Um, also, I'm sitting like this. Sorry, island time. Um, <laughs> so I'm sitting like she's I'm still in like, holiday mode. Sorry, holiday mode, holiday mode. I'm sitting like um, I don't know. I'm sitting like a yoga pose. Yeah. So I was I was certain that it would all um, go to shit. I mean, they didn't go to shit. It just kind of was like, oh, that's not going to happen because of like this reason, which is fine. I mean, again. This was the beauty of having multiple crushes is they were all very shallow crushes. Interchangeable. And interchangeable. And it's like they were nice and it was really fun. And I think I'm getting better at like acknowledging that like dating doesn't have to be to jump into a relationship. But I do regret I was trying to take it really slowly, like slow both of them and be like, like I'll just see you when I can see you. Like I'm busy. Like because usually I would be like, I'll see you after radio. I finish at nine. Like I'll meet you at home at 9.30. Come root me. But um, I... <laughs> was like, no, nah, like I don't have to see you every day. I'll see you when like when I'm back. When I'm back, I'll, I won't see you for like a week and a half. And um didn't get to fuck either of them. So uh that is uh Y'all snoozing, y'all losing. I was I actually and now like <laughs> I, I like, the shock that I have, like the fact that these two people I, I I was like, oh my God, literally like what's happened to me? Why am I so hot and iconic lately? Like why am I so sexually desirable? And now um so it's fine. It doesn't really matter. But I'm just having fun being single, I guess. And so now I'm kind of like, oh, who's the next crush going to be? What about the roster? Like, has it dried out? Is that where the <sighs> two in the roster? Like- well, I still have the internationals, don't I? But, you oh. know, like, it's not really as exciting when they're international because it's yeah. like, Face I can't time. see you. I'm also not going to go overseas before next year. Someone else that I used to fuck, I was like, oh, I'll just text them. So I think I'm going to fuck them in a couple of weeks. I'm just like, at this point... I know they have, I know they have, and we all know I'm a size queen. I know they have a big dick and I know they're good in bed. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take one for the team, the team being me and this other person. <laughs> and <laughs> and I will just message them. I mean, look. I'm not saying a desperate say? for a route. 
I said, hey, I've been thinking about fucking you a lot lately. Um, thoughts. We haven't spoken for a year. And I was like, did you have us spoken? Like, I don't think I've watched their Instagram stories even. And I was like, hey. <laughs> um, actually, I can read it verbatim. Do you want me to read it verbatim? Is that a bit much? Yeah. I feel like that's so I don't funny. think that it's a lot. Nothing is much. Okay. You know why? Because I actually, I sent it and then I deleted the message thread because I didn't want to have their name in my messages in case they didn't reply. Like, I was like, I was like too embarrassed to myself. Like, I was like, ah. <laughs> so I was like. I do Hi. that. I do that actually. So, yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm just gonna delete the thread. Like, I'm the same. I'm exactly the same. Yeah. And then I got their reply, and I was like, and, but I put it into my notes so I know what I said. So if I, <laughs> when they reply, if they reply like two days later, I'd remember what I said to them initially. Like, so I just said, "Hi, I miss fucking you." Just, I just came, and my brain decided to remind me of you. Thought you should know. <laughs> That's an That's excellent crazy. message to receive. Well, I think it was casual. I love a casual sex, like where I go, hey, I'm thinking about you coming inside me, FYI. <laughs> like it's like like it's like a, a business email, like, yeah. hey, just circling back to the fact <laughs> that I really, really want your cock in my asshole. Or, uh, <laughs> you know, we're just circling back. So that's my strategy because it's like less intense. Like it's like <laughs> if you're rejected, it doesn't really matter. If you're like FYI, it's like it was just for their information. Yeah. yeah. That's all it matter was for. Fact. Yeah. It was just for, it just so they knew what was going on with me. So um, that's a slave from me. But I went to therapy today. So I was texting Lynn this morning, sending her like 5 million things because, because I went off my Dexies because my, my ADHD medication, because I couldn't come and then it was fine. Also, I was on holidays and I was like, I don't really need to be on them. Like, like Why can't you come on Dexies? Is it because you like hyper-focus? Like does it, or don't, you don't know, right? Okay. I don't know, but I've discovered that I can come easier if I have music playing in the background that I don't know the words to. That so I'm going to have to specific. get... Yeah, I know. Vivaldi? I know. No. I don't know. Well, it has to be a song that I don't know. So okay. I like, so like I, I have this one record that I was sent by a music label that I know who the band are. And I know their kind of vibe, but I don't know any of their songs. So I'm saving it for Roots because I, I, I never would have heard it. And a record would obviously just play right through. So I'm just yeah. saving that record. Um, because I've got a really good Spotify list. For like, for sex. Like okay, good. Really good. I'll, I'll send it to send you. Send it to me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much. Appreciate I'll, it. I'll add um, it in the show notes as well. Maybe Everyone put in the have show fun. notes. Have fun with yeah. it. Yes. So. Uh, Ambiguous yeah. songs. You don't know the lyrics. You can't do it on Dexy. Yeah, can't do it on Dexy's. Um, then I got back on because I wasn't rooting anyway. Like I was like, oh my God, yeah, I'm going to fuck all these people. You. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I'm actually not at all. And also like my cupboard needs to be rearranged. So let's get some motivation. <laughs> Also, that's not what Dexies are for. It's because I have ADHD. No one uses recreational. It's don't use recreationally. It's anyway. Yeah. She's a disclaimer, medical disclaimer. Also, they've really like helped my anxiety. Like I haven't had anxiety the whole time on my ADHD medication. So um, definitely helping. Anyway, so texting them all morning, sending her links and shit because I got from seven o'clock cleaning the house, like scrubbing the floors and shit, and because <laughs> um, I was like. Ah. And when I organize my life, and um, <laughs> and then I was like, also I have therapy today, and like maybe like something will come out in therapy. Yeah. But I don't have anything to talk about anymore. Like I was like, since I've been on this medication, I'm literally like, I was like, listen, what can we call her? I'll call her Dr. Smith. Listen, Dr. Smith. I was like, listen, I have some stories to tell you, but like they're, they're, they are just that. They're stories. They're not, they're not, I'm not upset about anything. I'm not like pining over anyone. A little bit. But I'm not, I'm like crushing on people, but I'm not like painfully like wanting to like, I'm not like crying about anyone. I'm not like, Every day being like think waiting for anyone to message me. 
Like my anxious attachment kind of just gone away, which makes me think that maybe the medication has just gotten rid of my hyperfixations on people. Yes, exactly. That would be it, I think. So now I used to have hyperfixations on people and then when I couldn't like be involved in hyperfixation, like I couldn't like play that game, like in quotation marks, that makes sense. Like if like, like say if I was hyperfixated on like netball, <laughs> I could go and play the, I could go and play netball and like get my netball outlet. Yeah. But if I wasn't talking to someone who I was hyperfixated on, it would like drive me mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, You're right. Yeah. Mm. So, and also because I have so many thoughts, ADHD, I wouldn't be able to sleep a lot because I would be falling asleep and it would be like, hmm. I should really get a new coffee table. Oh, my God, I need to clean the coffee table. Or maybe I should just get a new cat. Oh, I don't know. Is the rug too dirty at the moment? I don't know. Oh, my God, when I'm about the house, I'm going to get this. Oh like, it was like that. So it you wasn't sound that like was- my housemate. That's a- I really think she has ADHD. She refuses to get diagnosed. Why? Well, also, I think she has something similar to you where she either has to fucking clean the whole house or she can't do it. Anything. Yeah, like that's nothing. Me. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know why. She just doesn't want to do it. I don't know. She doesn't want to face... The music. It's, I don't no, know. it's it's like a thing about um I know what the term is, but it's a thing about needing all of the all of the conditions to be exactly yeah. correct to do things. Yeah. So you have to have like, for example, I have to have like AirPods fully charged, but it's really? like you have a speaker. Like, yeah, it's like I have to have like certain like conditions. Are you compulsive as well? Like, is there obsession and com- okay, we're going into psychology now. Yeah, we can do it. But obsessive and compulsive. So, like, would you have compulsions or obsessive? So, obsessive is the thoughts, and the compulsion is the things that you have to do to get rid of those thoughts. Well, not really, but a big thing when I spoke to my psychiatrist was a big thing that was would really annoy me is if I was falling asleep and I thought of something, I would like try to avoid thoughts of actions because if I thought of the action I'd have to get up and do it for example if I fell asleep and I was like um oh the makeup my makeup drawer I saw like a, a spilt bit of foundation there today I'll have to get up and clean it to be able to sleep so maybe that is a compulsion I don't that know that is that is yeah or like even I thought about weeing had to even, I, and I like try to avoid the, <laughs> so I just weed like I just weed like or if it was like oh Walter like oh I wonder where Walter's collar is I'd have to go, I'd have to go and find it before yeah, I could yeah, sleep. yeah 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 so um my therapist, I was talking to her and I was like, babe, I have gossip. And I was like, look, I have a story. I was like, I have a story. But like, to be honest, I'm not upset about it. And there isn't really anything to analyze because like usually like like these two, like I guess, false starts of like little like flings that I've had. It's not like I'm like wondering what I did wrong or what. I'm like, yeah, like I, I'm there communicated to me what's happened and it isn't anything bad on either, either end. It's just like circumstantial shit. And it's like, yeah, cool, like. I don't really, I don't think it's anything to do with me. Usually I'd be like, what have I done? And I'm like, I know, yeah. like I know that I'm sick. So it's like, yeah, nothing really to digest. And after 20 minutes, she was like, she asked me like five questions. Like one of them is like, are you eating better? Because I always forget to eat, especially during Masked Singer. So uh, not because of their fault, obviously, just when you're filming all day. Forgot to eat. So I like my PA and I set up a system in my fridge where we like labeled everything and like we'd put like, we'd like undo everything from its packets, like those weird TikTok videos where it's like organization Fridays and you're like, who uses that? Well, apparently me now. <laughs> apparently it's me. So she's like, are you eating better? And then she was like, are you talking to this particular person? And I was like, no. And then she was, it's like a little checklist. And she was like, okay, so you're eating, you're not talking to this person. Are you sleeping? I'm like, yep, really well, actually, probably too well. She's like, great. She's like, how's work? I'm like, good. And she was like, How's, like, your relationship with, like, your family? I'm like, yeah, good. And she was like, all right, well, 
give me my $350 and get out? Well, base, well, I was like, is there anything you want to talk about? And I was like, I could tell you the story about, about these people, but it doesn't matter to me. So I'm not going to mm. tell you about it. Like I'm not going to sit here and try and figure out what's going on. Yeah. And she was like, I think that you're getting on medication hasn't like fixed your anxiety, but it's made the threshold like higher for oh. what you can handle and you still have triggers in the future and things will happen when you get triggered with your abandonment issues. But like the ADHD, you would hyperfixate on those, like that abandonment. So then you would become really anxious and, and, wow. and have panic attacks and like it would be overwhelming. But now she's like, I just think the medication is just like made you like, she didn't say normal, but like from what I understood. <laughs> I don't think therapists bit, are allowed no, to say normal. But I think she meant more like maybe like level is maybe the word that she used or something. Yeah. Um, but she was like, um, listen, I don't know if you really need to come to me anymore. And I was really? like, Wow. And I was like, You graduated therapy. I graduated therapy. I was like, I told her like a basic outline of what had happened with like a few different people recently and a few different like work examples. Like I was like, Here's a spark note style in 20 minutes. And she was like, and I told her how I was feeling about it. And she's like, well, what you've told me, like, you're kind of just thinking like healthily and you you seem to be having a normal reaction to all these things. And you don't really seem to be upset right now. And also like, you're probably a bit busy. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, well, like, do you want to just like only call me if something happens? And I was like, well, maybe we should like keep a monthly appointment because also like, I don't know if this is like just in like, it's going to sound really wanky, everyone. Just brace brace yourselves. <laughs> if it's okay. just like in like <laughs> entertainment. But like everyone that I know, and I also include like you guys in that, like in like creatives where it's like if you don't go to therapy, everyone's like you're really unhealthy. <laughs> like everyone's like what's wrong with you that you think you don't need therapy? Like I feel like, I don't know if it's just because like we all like. Are no, like, I, need, I need therapy. Like my no, mum is, yeah. is like a constant fucking trigger. Like mm. I didn't do anything to hurt you. I'm just going to set like 10 homophobic things in this home. Yeah, in this phone call. That's fun. I no, that. yeah, but I get you. Everybody around us is just like talking about therapy. And if you say you don't go to therapy, people are like, <laughs> but like, like, or like, obviously, therapy is a huge privilege financially. But like, even if you aren't like meditating or like trying to like work on yourself, or yeah. like you're like, yeah, like I don't go to therapy, but I, you know, do, do yoga or whatever, or like I have this strategy, yeah, in place, yeah, um, which obviously I still will do. But she was just like, I think you have all the tools, and I don't think you really need to come to me anymore. And I was like, oh, but maybe I can come in like once a month. And she was like. But then if you, she's like, if you come once a month, you won't feel like you're doing it entirely by yourself. You'll feel like I'm always there. It's like a backup. And you'll feel like maybe I'm like I'm your training wheel. She's like, I think you need to try not having therapy for a bit. Wow. How long have you been going for? Like what's, is it like once a week or? No, it's only been once a month this year because I'm on a wait list. So I only get in when she yeah. has, and it's usually once a month, once every three weeks. But I've been yeah. going to her for uh, pre-COVID, two or three years. And usually she's like, oh, buckle up. Here we go. Yeah. And I just feel like ever since I started medication, I'm just like. That's incredible. Bad, quote unquote, bad things happen. Like sad, disappointing. I guess disappointing things have happened in the last few weeks. It's not sad or upsetting. Mm. But it's like, that's like, that's sexually frustrating. Yeah. And um, I know it isn't that I'm some freak loser, like annoying, like, basically I'm like oh no like I'm actually the best and also I know that when we had time together that was really fun or like I know that like at work I did that the best that I could but sometimes outcomes aren't what you want them what what you want them to be and that's okay Looking rather good. than this I'm a piece so of good. shit 
This is so good. Isn't it weird? I actually think it's the medication. And I and she kind of was like, mm, well, we can't really say that you're like fixed. And I was like, yeah, but babe, like I like for so long, for like years, well, my whole life basically, I've had this overarch, like this fucking umbrella of like anxiety all the time, like this cloud of anxiety over me. Like randomly I feel like I need to vomit or like I need to like like scream into a pillow or something just randomly. And I think it was all my thoughts from ADHD. And now I'm like, Mm, well, now I can see things rationally. Speaking of ADHD, I got a new fidget spinner. One sec. <laughs> <laughs> fidget spinner. That's well, it was a spinner. Chrissy Swan's daughter helped me choose it. Peg. Oh, cute. Isn't it cute? I'm going to try and do this during the podcast. Is it, is it helpful in any way? Like what the hell is this? So it's just a little movie baddie thing. I don't know what it's called, but Peg, um, Chrissy Swan's daughter. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed, obsessed with her. How She's old nine, is she? Nine. Okay. And um, went over and sat at Chrissy's house a few weeks ago and uh, we all had dinner. We gave um, did a goldfish uh, funeral because her goldfish oh. died. Oh. No, but it was funny. Like Peg is like, she, she, we were crying. We played the Crocodile Hunter theme song because it was called Steve Irwin. <laughs> so we played it while we put it to rest in the garden and Peg was fake crying and we were all pissing ourselves laughing because it was just so stupid. And then later on the night I was like, oh, I've got ADHD, Peg. Like have you got any of these little fidget things? She's like, she literally goes, Dal, come in here. It gets me into a room and she's like. <laughs> That's the nine-year-old? Nine years old. And she goes, Dal, come on. She's like Chrissy. It's hilarious. And <laughs> we go into her room and she we, uh, she gave me this like weird shark that was like soft and kind of sticky. And I was like, oh, I don't like the texture of this one. And she goes, and I was like, I can keep trying. She's like, no, no point. No point trying to make herself like something. Put it to the side. Let oh, me my try. God. Yeah, she's nine years old. Yeah. She's just, she's fucking hilarious. Anyway, that's from Peg. So, yeah, I graduated therapy. Um, That's I'm epic. sure I'll go back, but I am concerned about people in the industry being like, you aren't in therapy? You must be really fucked up. Nah. You know? No, nah, I can do whatever you want. I can do whatever Seriously. I want. And also, I've been to enough therapy. And also, maybe it was just that, um, sorry, Kath's FaceTiming me. Um, oh, you can get it if you want. <laughs> I mean, look, to be honest, she's been fucking some girl for three days, hasn't replied to me, so she can fucking <laughs> And she's like in, in like a love bubble. It's very cute. So I'm like, um, but yeah, so that's joyous about my life. Um, what else is happening? You I, and Rowdy on Instagram. Like I died. I'm very funny. That Rowdy content and I, was so. Rowdy and I actually couldn't breathe our whole holiday. It was very fun. Anyway, so that's my that's the situation with me. Um, I'm just going to keep like casually dating, I guess. And I don't know. I do want to I do want to have sex though with someone, but. I am really trying to focus on making an effort. You're going to be so excited to live. Look at your face. I'm really focusing on making effort in dating women. Woo! Or AFAB people. So non-binary people, trans men. Yeah, so that's my next thing. I'm going to try and focus on that because I feel like I've been, I feel like I've kind of been... Dicked around. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Oh, fucking better term, yeah. But also I just feel like I've been like not suppressing that part of me, but it's very, it's, it does take much more effort for me. To mm. sleep with women than it does sleep with it. It, it does. It does. Men. There's a lot of emotional, like even yeah. meeting people. I'm like, mm. uh, not to be a wanker, but everyone that I fuck recently has been like in again the industry, and um, there aren't very there many aren't. queer women in in the industry. No, um, that I work in, and how else would I meet anyone? It's like if like you're in a, if like if when I worked in real estate, it's like 
how do you meet any queer women in real estate? You fucking <laughs> how? I'm sure, there's like three. Yeah, no, in real estate, no. Oh, yeah, I you know what I mean. It's like yeah. it's like this is my job, mm. and all my co all my colleagues are not uh, queer. So I'm making an effort. Kath's very excited. Okay. Your, I, th- I think Kath could hook you up. I think Kath could hook me up. I met this stylist the other day on this shoot. She was queer and she was like, if I have, you know, she's like, we can, she's like, if I have anyone I can think of, I was like, slay. There's, again, a few internationals, but the fly, I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't have to fly to go have sex with people or to like date people. <laughs> so I'm just, um, and I'm getting over my fear that I'm bad at eating pussy. I'm just going to, there's only good. one way to learn. It's like me with the guitar, you know, like I just, yes. I jam now. So um, I'm, I'm going to get better at that. But uh, yeah, I think that I probably should um, make an actual effort. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's just all a bit hard. Dating um, straight men is just so much easier. Yeah. Like In just- what way though? What, what, what makes it easy for you? Is it because... Like this. Well, because what happened? Because the way that I've been meeting them recently is that I interview them, like their musicians uh, or their like personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there aren't very many gay women in yeah. like that I would be interviewing because of fucking like representation. So it's like I like like I it's 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 that it's like or they're in a U-haul like me. You know? Like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I'm gonna. Um, I've got a few strategies. Also, I sh- <laughs> there, strategies. there are a few people that I regret not interviewing. Um, that I didn't know were queer until afterwards. It's happened a few times this year, so I'm now going to make an effort to Google it. I think queer. I know one of them then told oh, me yeah. one of them. Yeah, yeah. So that was a big mistake on my behalf. Um, so I'm going to try and know people who are queer before I uh, do it because, honestly, I know it sounds like woe is me, but, like, the only way I meet anyone is that. Or anyone that I don't, yeah. Like, friend of a friend. Friend of a friend. And I, that's what I'm going to make more effort of doing is also socialising more rather than sitting at home with Walter. I'm going to make an effort to go out because you have anxiety around like being recognised and getting photos taken of me and stuff like that. I'm yeah. just going to try and push through and go out with Kath and just like actually, yeah, make an effort because I can meet queer women. It's just that it's, it's just that like, it's just like straight men are in front of me. Also, like after they do their press junket, like if they're like up to me, like, not to be a cunt, but, like, there's, like, Carl, like Carl Sanderland interviews them and it's, like, Fitzing with Bar and then it's, like, me and I'm, like, hey. They're, like, wow, you're hot. I'm, like, yeah, but only because of, like, you've been with Carl Sanderland all morning. As in, like, the cheerleader effect kind of thing? Yeah, but, like, the, the opposite, I guess, but, yeah. like, I'm the hot one because I'm, like, a woman that's, like, under 30 and they're, like, yeah. you know, and then they DM me afterwards and I'm, like, slay. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, like, <laughs> I think that's also it as well. That's why I meet people easier. And I've been, oh, my God. Oh, okay, Raya. <laughs> oh, what happened? Did you get an invite? Nay. Okay. Here's my issue with Raya. Every cunt and their dog is on this fucking app. Everyone. Everyone that I have sex with goes, it's weird that I haven't seen you on Raya. I go, it is weird, isn't it? It is weird that I'm not on this fucking dating app. But I've been, I've been waiting for an approval for two years on this fucking app. There are people on that app, not to be a cunt, who have, gone on, who have been on one episode of Bachelor in Paradise. Four years ago. <laughs> not to be a cunt. Not to be a cunt. I'm not being cunt. That's fine. They deserve to be there as well. But do I not deserve to be there a bit a bit as well? <laughs> like, they deserve to be there and I'm happy for them. Yeah. But do I not, should I not get on? Okay. So send I've this, now texted message. all my friends that have Raya on the weekend and I was like, <sighs> I was like, please, please just refer me. So I'm waiting. And, can um, you refer someone? Oh, you can. Yeah, you've got to like submit referrals if you get it, like you get pushed to the top of the thing if you have the same amount of referrals. And Everyone is on this thing. One of my friends who sells solar panels is on it. 
But it, hey, isn't it for celebrities or people in the industry? Is that what it's for? It's for people who are like, um, oh, sorry, I should have prefaced that. Yeah, it's for people who are like, have quote unquote interesting jobs. So like, you guys probably get on where it's like creatives. Oh, okay. And um, also, I wouldn't really know because I'm not on it. So uh, how would I know? Oh, my God, can we? I'm going to try and get on it. Put, no, can we? No. Is there any room you, for like orgies as well and like group stuff? I mean, no. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there is. <laughs> Look, anyway, so I've been trying to get on Raya. That was my next point of call because I was like, great, I can meet, um, I can meet people through that and probably a lot of queer women who are like in theatre and like, yeah. who like have creative jobs and like, but um, can't get on there. So yeah, cool. Um, that's my life, ATM. So yeah, there's been drama on TikTok. Now, are either of you on TikTok? I feel like you aren't. Yes. Yeah, love it. Okay, Slay. So that's why you're so funny, Oscar. Um, okay, <laughs> oh. so um, okay, so do you know Michaela Naguera, who's a what? Like, I think the biggest makeup artist on YouTube on TikTok. Have you heard? No, of no, okay. I, no, I haven't. So she's like, got she's this not like on your algorithm. She has this like cute Boston accent. She goes viral, like literally. She has like thirteen point five million followers. She goes viral, like every fucking week at minimum with a different makeup product review or whatever. Now, she's gone from, I think, a year ago or a year and a half ago, she was working at Ulta Beauty, which is like a Sephora makeup thing um, in America. And now she is, I think she's bought like a $2 million house. She's got all these like designer bags. She's like raking it in, slay. There's like a rumour that she gets paid $85,000 per um, TikTok, right? So she's now loaded. But there was this clip of her, I think, from when maybe she first started out and when she was uh, just getting into influencing, um, when someone, I think, I think the context is someone was giving her shit for not having a real job um, and not having a quote unquote nine to five. And then she replied with this. Have we got it? Um, I'm going to fly back at people because I'm tired. I'm so tired. Every single day, I get up at 6 a.m. I spend about five to six hours filming video content that ranges from three to four videos, and I spend a few hours editing that video content. Then I have to work on my other social media profiles, whatever it may be, Instagram, whatever. It's fucking marketing. Then I'm in meetings from 12 to 5. I literally just finished work, and it's 5.19. Try being an influencer for a day. Try it. Because the people who say it's easy are so far out of their minds, try it for a day. It is not for everybody. In fact, it's for a very small handful of people who can actually do this job. Because it's absolutely fucking insane. You do not want to have this job. I'm just saying. Um, okay. Okay. Now, I'm going to have a have a slightly, I don't know if nuance is the right word, but I'm going to have a slightly, like, I think more of a rounded approach. Obviously, people are fucking pissed off and um, rightly so. Before I go into why what she's saying is a bit cooked, I do want to say she's obviously fucking exhausted in this video and it's a, it's a, it's like a one phrase thing she said and someone was saying to you, report to a job 9 to 5. So she's saying like, I do work from 9am to 5pm. I actually work from 6am to 5pm. So she's she's responding to that comment. Mm. So just before, because everyone is now jumping in her throat and being like, um, Babe, I work, you know, babe, and this is fair enough. I'm a, I'm a nurse. I work 12 hours a day. It's like totally, but no one said to her, try being a nurse. Someone said, try work nine to five. And she's saying, I worked 6 a.m. to 5 p.m. today. Okay. That's, that's like my nuance gone. So 
let's just like go through a few things. So I obviously have worked both jobs. I don't really influencing as much anymore. Like I don't think I probably like my income doesn't really come from social media anymore because I do other things like TV and radio and this podcast, Illy Queens. But I think that, okay, so Michaela obviously she earns a fuck ton of money. And I think the thing that like influencers need to keep in mind is that like if you're running around filming, setting up tripods, sorry, it's not, it's not even hard, it's the easiest job in the world, um, setting up tripods, like you're like on calls, you're in meetings, you're doing podcasts, you're doing all this shit, right, interviews, whatever. Even if you're doing like 10 times the amount of like input that she did when she was at Ulta, you're getting paid like 40,000 times the amount. You know what I mean? Like we all know influencers and anyone that's in advertising, like anyone that's in, that's why, this is why media is, you make people make so much money in media and TV and radio and uh, podcasting and like when they're quote unquote talent is because, because you, you, you can, you are, you are the billboard, right? And when she's going off about this, I, I understand because sometimes it is hard to like when you're when you've had a really busy day and you're doing a whole lot of shit and like I think anyone in any job like I've had fucked jobs in hospo or in um, when I used to work in real estate and then you know when I've had like media days it's just been fucked and I'm like what the fuck and you feel frustrated and you feel tired and I get wanting to like let that out but also her saying at the end like you do not want this job to people who work. Like most of her followers would be middle class, teenagers to mid-20s would be her main range, right? I think she's like 22. And it's like you're sitting here saying you do not want this job to people who would do anything for like $85,000 is what people win on like deal or no deal and collapse crying and losing their fucking minds. Like even $10,000 is what is what any normal person, even with an income up to like – $200,000 a year, that is like like $10,000 to $85,000 is so much fucking money. And I know if it's real or not, or not what she gets paid, but like it, it seems about right in terms of what I know people get paid for influencing. However, there is actually like a scientific fact that apparently, and that's only applicable to US salaries, that if you earn more than $80,000, mm. there's no difference in your happiness. Like actually yes. below 80,000 US dollars, that is. I don't know how it applies to the, to the US, uh, to Australia. Below 80,000, because you're thinking, oh, stresses, rent, I need to make ends meet, all of that stuff, mm. you're going to be stressing out. So you're not going to really meet, meet that optimum comfortable range. Mm. After 80,000, you're not going to feel happier. Like yeah. that's basically what science tells you. There's a, there's a cap at how much you can feel happy with money. Yeah. So I don't know if if that's what she's going through and she's like lost her privilege along the way, like her sense lost of privilege sense of, yeah. along the way. But yeah, I just don't it's think the point. more money, yeah, I don't you know. You make the happier you are, totally. Maybe it's less to do with her happiness and more to do with like, <laughs> this is so wanky, like an act of like gratitude. And like, but I yeah. also think that, I do want to just like jump in here again and say like if 
Like there's no need to like troll and like a- attack her. Yeah. I'm sure she'll make a video explaining it and being like, you know what, I was in a pissed off mood and I decided to go on a rant on my Instagram stories because I was exhausted mm. and like something went wrong that day. People are allowed to vent about their jobs. This is the thing. Like yeah. if someone is a fucking movie star, like if Margot Robbie mm. was your friend, I'm sure she'd be like, it was the most fucked day on set. And then like... People you're like, well, you're like, you're Margot Robbie. Yeah. But everyone has bad days in everything they do. Mm. It's just maybe choosing who you vent to about that. And I think you're allowed yeah. to vent to your personal friends yeah. and to maybe your manager. And you're allowed to, you know, be upset and exhausted about certain things. But I think to come on your Instagram stories is quite, I think it was Instagram stories, it could be TikTok, is like a bit like tone deaf, I think is probably at worst. I don't think she was trying to be malicious. I don't think she was being. I think she was just very tone deaf and not realising that, A, we've been through a pandemic in the last two years where people who work in these, like, advertising mediums, honestly, people like me, I haven't really had it affect me and I'm very, very lucky. Everyone else has had it fuck them. And if it hasn't fucked them financially, it's fucked them mentally. Like nurses and doctors and anyone who's had to work more, frontline workers have been mentally fucked. Even yeah. if they, oh, I got more, oh, well, they got more hours at Woolies that week. It's like, yeah, but they were getting screamed at and yeah. working 100 hours a week. So it's like to not be aware that over the last two years, because she only became a big during COVID and TikTok only really blew up during COVID, over the last two years she's gone, you know, you don't want this job, try it for a day. It's... It's like, I'll try it for a day and get 80 grand on one video. Like, totally. And also, you she, you know, she said she makes three or four videos in the morning. Whoa. Like, but I don't think she's paid 80 grand exactly per video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an ab, it's a sponsorship and a deal thing, obviously. But it's like, yeah, like she's, and you know what? She's making that much money. That is her market price. I also think that people shouldn't get mad at her for how much money she's getting paid. That's another little nuanced thing is I've seen a lot of people being like, she's not worth that much money. It's like, well, obviously she is to someone because she's consistently getting paid that. Because there's her, demand. There's obviously. demand. Obviously she is worth that to someone. It doesn't really matter to me what she's getting paid. To be honest, when I first started doing influencing and marketing, um, 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 media, it was like really hard. And like for me mentally to get used to a whole new job and exhausting. But I've also worked in, like I said, hospo, retail and a nine to, like multiple nine to fives. And they're harder. Like hosp- working, t- I used to work seven, one day I had a 17 hour work day in a hospo job. I got there at four in the morning. I went home at what's like midnight or something. Like that's not uncommon in hospitality. It's not only that, it's like when it's not compensated. Mm-hmm. Like the effort isn't compensated is when it makes a difference, I think. Totally. Also, you like you chose that job. No one's forcing her to be an influencer. In fact, she strived to be an influencer and she strived to be in media. Just like I'm, I strive to be in media and to host TV things and, you know, like do the podcast. Like at any point I could just stop doing all this. If I, if I really wanted to, I could just stop it. I also don't... This is going to sound fucked. Everyone's going to be shocked at this. But her earning $85,000 for a post, I think it will be more. Oh, really? Mm. Like by knowing rates that I know, I think she's at 13.5 million followers. It's a lot of... It's How like, much do you reckon she'll get for a post or for a campaign? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I've, I feel like a campaign would be like $500,000 to like multiple, like maybe three or four. And again, this is not any way backed up, but I'm thinking like... 13.5 million people. And she was viral with every single one she posted. Yeah. Right? I just think conservatism comes into play here. Like people not wanting to accept a different type of job. Mm. Like in, when influencing started popping up, they're like, what the fuck? Like if it's not a traditional means of advertising, people yeah. are just not 
getting it. Like, why the fuck? Like, is it your looks? Then it stops being about your effort. It starts being about But like, oh, is it because you want to show your titties and that's why you're getting the money? And it just discredits you completely as a mental unit, like cognitive being. Yeah. And starts being absolutely you're an object. Because yeah. I don't think there's an understanding that marketing and advertising has changed dramatically. Yeah. It stopped being like a billboard or a TV ad. It started being podcasting could yeah. be, um, you know, fucking Instagram, TikTok, all these new avenues. So like if you're going to be one of those people who's not going to adapt, then you you do, you do are going to be conservative in your opinion. Like, oh, yeah. things should just be the same as they are in the 1980s. Like it's not. Yeah. What's another thing? I actually wrote an article about this in like 2019 about how like people hating influencers and this is about my cat, this is about just like in general people who like hate influencers is a thing of like people not liking women making money because it's mainly women that make the most money on, on influencing. It's mainly women because women buy the most stuff and they have uh, communication skills. Um, and <laughs> it's it's natural to go, oh, these stupid women just using their bodies for that. But I, but but see, this is what I'm saying. There's like a bit of like a nuanced thing about this. Is I think I think that original comment was going off that, but then her response was just yeah, an overcorrection and an over like if that was a vent you have to your fiance babes. That was a vent you have to like your manager or or to another friend who's an influencer. Like I'm very grateful that I am able to have periods of my life where I like over Christmas huh, six weeks no work at all. Like, I'm very fucking lucky. You do have actually, like, four recordings on the 20th of um, December. I'm joking, I'm joking. My face? <laughs> Sorry. No, I guess, and also, and also, you know what else I'm lucky for? What else I'm lucky for? Is it's not life or death, I would have gone, yeah. let them get fucked. Uh, and no one <laughs> would have died. You know yeah. what? But what we learned during the pandemic especially is that not only are uh, doctors and nurses who are working fucking 12 hours, they can't take time off, but also fucking frontline workers, like, also people that work at... Fucking even people that work at um uh, Priceline, like people that work at yeah, like like every retail store and every 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 uh bar, like when when there was no staff after COVID ended and we hadn't had immigration, sorry, tourism again, and there was no one to work in bars and it was fucked. All the all the restaurants and cafes were closed during Omicron. Remember yeah. all that? Yeah, and I think it's like we've learned that like at the end of the day, yes, you are allowed. I think it's my summary is this. You're allowed to be tired. You're allowed to be stressed no matter what job you have because at the end of the day, everyone is allowed to complain about whatever. I love complaining. I love listening to complaining. I love a bitch. <laughs> it's a favourite thing to do. I love hearing I'm like, how's your job? And if they go good, I go, ugh. Tell me more about how shit it is. Like, no matter what it is. Um, how's your relationship? Good. Grow up. Tell me something bad. <laughs> but, but... I think we're all allowed to complain, but I think as well, this, I think it is a bit out of touch to not be like, yeah, you know... But at the end of the day, I'm only $85,000 uh, to put in, you know, the same amount of work as someone who is, like, literally saving lives. And if I decide tomorrow that I don't want to do influencing anymore, I can literally get up, I can delete my Instagram, I can delete my TikTok, I will have enough money to last me, I'm assuming with her, uh, quite a while, I bought a house. Because even, like, Osher Ginsberg to me, he's like, how fucking good? Like, I'm asking, he's like, we're so lucky, mate. And I'm like, I know. Like, all of us are like... I'm not on that show in particular because everyone's lovely and iconic. Who's everyone? Even fucking Mel B. She's like, oh my, like a Spice Girl. So it's like, yeah, we. Could, but also we can all be backstage and go, oh, this meeting before the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't post on our Instagram stories going, guys, oh, I'm missing hair and makeup. I'm missing hair and makeup and I've got a meeting. I've got a meeting before I go and film and watch and watch um, Sheldon Riley sing Sam Smith to me. Like, 
You know, I'm not going to complain to my Instagram is all I'm saying. I think you're allowed to complain, but complain in private, but complain lots and then have gratitude afterwards. Okay, you have ads to record. <laughs> I'm so grateful that, that this podcast is, is sponsored and it allows me and all of us to work together. I'm grateful for our working relationships and I'm grateful for um, our group chat and I'm grateful for um, the fact that this pays me money. Sorry. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I'm good. so grateful. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, guys, I just thought it was a good – I'm sure people – this is the thing. Whenever I have a reasonable fucking take, people jump down my fucking throat. It Both sides do. Guys, I'm just saying simultaneously fucking isn't that deep, but it also is deep. You know what I mean? Anyway, all right, um, I guess we'll edit that last part out because I can't deal with the monarchists again. Um, <laughs> you can all question what I said. Um, all right, bye. Love yous. Listener.